everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, uh, the uh, this fucking world we live in. Bad things are happening. Bad things happening in the Middle East. Everybody has heard about it. Yes. And so we're not going to tell you what happened. No. We're just going to... We're not going to report the news that <laughs> awful attacks have been happening you, in Israel. If you and, don't know what we're talking about, you can go look it up. Actually, just open any news app. It right. will be the, the only thing that's that's at the top at the moment. O- open literally a browser window, and <laughs> it doesn't matter what your homepage is or whatever. It'll You'll see it. It's it, there. It is truly, truly horrifying stuff. So, yeah. um, but we will be, t- but our angle is not, is not what's happening, but rather sort of how specifically Christians are, uh, <laughs> reacting to what's happening. Oh yeah. Wow. It's... Let's, let's just say <laughs> Jesus would be proud. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan. Yeah. Here's somebody that Jesus is very, very, very proud of. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, he's so proud of Heather Rooks, mm. um, school board member down in Arizona in the uh, Peoria Unified School District. Okay. She's on the governing board. She, oh, she's such a good little Christian, Dan. And she just wants everybody to know. So what she does or has been, or was doing, I guess, is the right way of saying it, uh, for quite a while, right right after she got uh, elected to the school board, and then for a number of months afterward, uh, during the, um, they sort of have an open board moment of the meeting, where a board member can bring up any topic that hasn't been covered, that wasn't mm. on the agenda, right? <laughs> and so she would take the opportunity to read a scripture. Of course. Let's see. The, the Her first meeting, she read from Joshua uh, chapter 1, verse 9, and thanked her supporters and uh, promised to stand firm in her service to the community. Um, she continued for the months that followed. Um, and a lot of this is the version that comes from the court filings from her attorneys because she is suing the school board uh, for infringing on her religious freedom because Did they those meanies her- <laughs> tell her she's not supposed to do that. Well, so what happened was um, the legal the a, a legal nonprofit called Secular AZ, right? Sure. Um, so in that Arizona, for Arizona, for Arizona, for those of you outside of the U.S. Correct. Um, it's a group that protect, quote protects the constitutional separation of church and state. And let's see. How dare they? And they they submitted a complaint to right. the board, saying that Rook's recitation of the Bible was unconstitutional proselytizing. Um, in response to the complaint, the board's legal counsel told members in an email that they couldn't pray or recite scripture during meetings. Oh. At a subsequent meeting, Miss Goody Two Shoes um, started to recite 1 Corinthians 16, 13, uh, prompting the board president to interrupt her to tell her that reciting scripture at a board meeting on this side of the dais goes against the establishment clause. Yeah. Um, she continued <laughs> to read from the scripture. Uh huh. Um, and more complaints were made against her. Uh, the Freedom from Religion Foundation got in the mix, and uh, she ultimately, according to this article, uh, ultimately she decided to stop reciting Bible verses due to quote months of sustained external pressure from outside <laughs> activist groups and internal pressure from the board itself. Uh huh. Her suit says, "Yeah, pressure to obey the law." <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, I'm you, shocked she didn't use the term bullying. To be perfectly honest, oh, her uh, the lawsuits against her actually the secular AZ used that word that she um, has repeatedly bullied 
other board members. Uh, let's see what were some of the other things. Anyway, that, there's no shock there. Yeah, the the most Christian, the the most visibly Christian among in our society are always the worst kinds of people. <laughs> but, yeah, but could you imagine? You've gotten on the the school board because you want to get some good work done. You're a good, concerned, you know, member of your community, and then that person shows up and you're just like oh and you know she makes the best points at all these meetings right right yeah (laughs) she's she's definitely she's on the right the right side of all of the issues for sure she has just she has this nice little list of of books that she wants banned and she just she's good at she's really (laughs) oh she just adds such a presence to the board such a great perspective you know it could well be that she is part of like we know that there are many pretty powerful groups here in the U.S. trying to push the agenda of making, you know, of getting away with as much unconstitutional shit as they possibly can. And they're they're pushing hard because they want this shit to go to the courts. They want it to go to the Supreme Court because our the Supreme Court right now is like mm-hmm. their little heaven. Yeah. So she could just be part of that. She, I mean, it could just, this could all have been planned out and plotted out from the beginning. <laughs> they will, knowing that, they will tire of you reading the scriptures. And at some point they're going to tell you to stop. Just so, keep going. Yeah. You think that was the, the, no, I think, I think read scripture, keep reading scripture. If they allow it, then we've won de facto. Uh, and if, you know, but what will probably happen is somebody will, be forced to stand up and say, Hey, this is unconstitutional. Right. And that will mean that the FFRF will get involved. Yeah. And, and they're off to the races. So we took the bait is what you're saying. I am saying that. <laughs> I don't know how you don't, you yeah. have to, you have to take the bait, but, uh, but you just yeah, knowingly, I, I, you just knowingly take the bait. You're like, yeah, like, no, they're baiting us, but, but what they're doing do is wrong. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I, I, I'm going to keep us in, in local politics is, is what I'm going to do. Uh, but this time I'm going to take us to the state of New Jersey hmm. where uh, a fella name of James Tozone. Uh, hmm. I don't know how to pronounce that, but I'm going to just assume that it's that, uh, he has run for several offices, hmm. uh, in that state. He's a libertarian, so he doesn't have a chance of actually winning, but he, <laughs> That's not true. Uh, But he's run for state Senate. He's run for the U.S. House. Uh, He wants to run for the House again uh, next year. But there's a problem. Oh. And that is that everyone who wants to run for office uh, has to sign a, quote, oath of allegiance Mm. that has been put out by the the New Jersey Secretary of State. Ooh. Uh Uh-oh. Which says, I solemnly, I do solemnly swear or affirm, that's nice that they included the or affirm, that I will support the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of New Jersey, blah, 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 blah. So help me God. Yeah, yeah. It says on the end of it. It was okay until... until Yeah, I mean, it's not great, but I get it. Okay, fine. And then it ends with, so help me God. Well... Uh, Tozon is an atheist, doesn't have a God to, to ask for help from. Mm. So, uh, so basically just said, Hey, can I sign this? But can I just cross out the, so help me God, Mm. uh, or, you know, what are my options here? Obviously you can't prevent me from running for office because I don't believe in a God that would be against literally expressly against our nation's constitution oh uh, to wow this is just to run just to run yeah. oh i missed that detail oh yeah this isn't about like the swearing in ceremony does not require a so help me god right but the secretary of state of new jersey decided to add this little bit of verbiage to uh the yeah what you have to do in order just to run for the office uh, see that's like that's what what dicks? Because like, yeah. just let this guy run. He's not gonna win, <laughs> right? Right? Like, 
Like, he's, just, he's a libertarian. Just let, let him run. run. He's like, fine. He's come harmless. on, it's no harm, no foul, guys. <laughs> you can keep your little fucking oath thingy in there. Just, just, just look the other way for this guy. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. Good. Good. He's suing. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. He has to now. I mean, he was. He literally tried to get. Uh, tried to find a workaround. Yeah. There. There have been other states that have had issues like this that they've just allowed a workaround. Mm. But no. I eventually, the uh, the FFRF had to get involved. Mm. Did we? Have we? How long has it been since we said that that stands for the Freedom from Religion Foundation? <laughs> anyway. The Fufurf is 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 suing with him mm-hmm. because this is obviously not okay. This like literally both the United States Constitution and the New Jersey Constitution are express in saying that you cannot have a religious test for public office. Yeah. And yet there it is right there. <laughs> you either have to lie or believe in Jebus mm. or believe in a god. I you know it's funny. I wonder how, like, let's say a Hindu person decides to run, mm-hmm. and they have many gods. Mm. Would they? I wonder if they'd let them write an S on the end of "So help me God." <laughs> so help me gods. I don't know. It's a it's a mm. tricky. It's such a dumb thing to do, but it's and it's such an obvious, childish, yeah. like poke in the eye. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, it's this Christian nationalist sort of. <laughs> it's it's such a it's such a yeah. schoolyard bully move. We're in power, you're not. You either have to be a liar or yeah. we're going to make sure that you uh atheist are on record as being right. an atheist. Yeah. Right? Like I mean that's they they know that there's a there's an advantage, right? Yep. To to in most places, atheists being just a little quiet about, you know, their atheism if they're running for office. Yeah, I, I, I and we also that's just changing, like, but like you'd think a Secretary of State and uh, look, I I'm not one to believe in the goodness of politicians, but you'd think that they would at least have a sense of the Constitution of their country and of their state. Dan, come on, Dan. <laughs> Just look around you and the times right. you live in, right? Like, no, these are bad times. <laughs> I, I, they're, it's just bad times. That's all there is to it. Oh, golly. All right. Yikes. Well, here's something that might cheer y'all up after that. Oh, good. Um, a Florida family has been ar- not only arrested, but sentenced to jail. Oh, no. For selling bleach as a fake COVID 19 cure. Oh, yeah, we talked about these we guys a long them. time ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they were arrested. Um, oh. And I think that's probably where we had left the story. Yeah. Um, and now they have uh, been successfully tried and sentenced. Uh, two of, so it's a father and his three sons mm. who were running a, an online uh, ministry. <laughs> called Genesis 2 Church of Health and Healing. And they just sell <laughs> they just sell nonsense to pe- gullible people, right? It's literally none of those things. It's like literally it's not a church, it's not health, it's not healing. Genesis 2 isn't real. I don't know. It's just like <laughs> none of the things are real. Well, anyway, they were selling this uh COVID-19 cure under the 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 name um the product name Miracle Mineral Solution. <laughs> um, it was just a little, um, uh, uh, I guess, like a little, uh, what do you call those? A little capsule. It was mm. like a capsule filled with bleach, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I mean, chlorine counts as a mineral. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a toxic industrial uh, bleach that. Uh, they were saying was a cure for 95% of known diseases, including <laughs> COVID-19, Alzheimer's, autism, brain cancer, HIV, AIDS, and, wow. uh, and multiple, multiple sclerosis. 
Autism got to be a disease in that one. That's interesting. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> just take this uh, bleach and uh, can I can I just say fix you right up? We all know. All of us here, look, huddle up. All of us TGIA listeners and and friends, we all know that nothing cures even two diseases, right? Like, we all know that, like, any claim that this is good for X and Y and Z and blah, 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 that's going to be fake. That is what you call snake oil, Dan. Yeah, that is is not true. Which is also what the uh, prosecutors called them. During the trial, um, let's get their names on the record. Yes, please, uh, because they should be shamed. Uh, now, it's the, now that they are convicted criminals, the Grennans. So Jonathan Ooh. Grennan, thirty-seven years old. Jordan Grennan, twenty-nine years old. They both got twelve years and seven months. While wow. Mark Grennan, sixty-six, and Joseph Grennan, thirty-six, both received five years. But wow. what's they had fled to like Costa Rica or somewhere. Columbia, Columbia, actually. Whoa. Um, And we're arrested and extradited back to the U.S. That's exciting. Yeah. That's fun. They get to they get to be able to say I was extradited from Columbia, from Columbia for selling chlorine (laughs) capsules for for selling for lying on white powder. Uh, they sold Colombia. It's that's the wrong Colombian white powder, my friend. Yeah, no kidding. How much? What What do you think the value? (laughs) <laughs> the total value of uh, chlorine capsules were sold capsules. on their, um, yeah, bleach capsules were sold on their uh, their website. Uh, How much do you think? That you're is? about to really disappoint me in humanity, aren't you? <laughs> I'm going to get really hurt by the number you're about to throw out. One million dollars. <laughs> Our species is so dumb. <laughs> it's just sad. Like I couldn't sell a million dollars of of anything. I know. And these guys are like selling s- literal modern snake oil. They're selling poison. Yeah. As medicine. Yeah. And they're they're walking away with a cool mill. Two fifty right. each. Yeah, well, well, but they're uh, also they're, going to I jail. Mean, so yeah, they're going to jail. So that's there's that, there's <laughs> there's that little bit. And the really sad part is that there are a bunch of people out there right now, furious that they're going to jail because they are absolutely convinced that these pills cured them of something. Mm, yeah, this is this is how humans work. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of how humans work. There is a new, uh, there's some new polling that came out. Gallup did some new, uh, some big polls. This is, mm. this is worldwide polling yeah. that they did. <laughs> and what they were looking at is uh, what they call the, the relationship of religiosity and well-being outcomes. Oh. So they're, 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 they're asking, they're trying to ask, are you better off? happier, more positive, whatever, is your well-being enhanced Mm. by being religious? Oh. And the first thing that you see on this thing is a a sort of overall uh, take on it where they're looking at different, you know, at at different questions, things like what they call the, the positive experience index. Uh, meaning, you know, how much are you these people experiencing enjoyment, uh, smiling and laughing a lot, treated with respect, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> religious people, on the whole, scored better than not religious people on that. Hmm. Uh, to the tune of 69 points for the religious people and 65 for not religious. Hmm. I assume that that's a percentage of the people. I mean, they are delusional. So how much can you trust their? <laughs> well, I have I have some theories that I'm going to okay. be bringing up in a little right. bit. Um, social life index, meaning mm. are you satisfied with your social life? Religious people come in at 77.6. Non-religious people come in at 73.7. So these are st- statistically significant mm-hmm. margins. It's mm-hmm. not huge, but it's still there. Sure. Okay. Optimism index. Religious people come in at 49.4. 
Non-religious people come in one point below that at 48.4. God. Uh, anyway, and then there, uh, uh, then there are some, uh, some places where the, the difference is negligible. It, it's kind of, it's kind of sixes. Um, no meaningful difference between religious and non-religious people. That's pe- things like life evaluation, mm. uh, meaning if you're thriving or not. Mm. Uh, rate your current life on a scale of you know one to ten. Mm. Uh, life evaluation in terms of if you're suffering or not. Mm. Yeah. Uh, those are relatively the same as well. And uh, and also your your confidence in your local economy. Which huh. is not high, is not high. Okay. okay, for anybody. Uh, and then there are a couple of uh, categories in which uh, non-religious people score higher than religious people. Oh, really? Yeah. So one they call the negative experience index, uh, where people who are religious experience more worry, sadness, anger, stress, physical pain. Than really? the non-religious, and that's you know that's a thirty-one to twenty-nine stre- stretch. Uh, sure, okay. Uh, and then the personal health index, we also beat them out by a couple points. Um, so I that's feel good about both of those. Yeah, those are good yeah. ones to beat them on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, it, but here's the thing, and this, and as I was reading this. I was already wondering about this because this is a national or an international poll. Mm. So then when you start to look at, because, you know, obviously we're going to be asking the question, what's causing the difference? And is it the fact that they're religious or is it another factor that could be causing this difference? Mm. And I already had a factor in mind that I wondered about, that I was suspicious of. Well, in more religious countries... The religious people beat out the non-religious significantly more on oh. all on almost all of the uh, the fronts. Oh, Moderately that's... religious countries, it becomes much more even. Oh, shut up! And less religious countries, the non-religious beat out the religious on significantly more <gasps> of the of those categories. So, what matters is if you're in the majority or not. Bing. What, we feel yeah, better about ourselves when we feel like there's more like-minded people around yeah. us. Yeah. And, and also, we probably have better sort of social outcomes and so, yeah. forth, so forth and so on. Like kind of would trickle down. It huh. does. It, how, how much sense does it make that if you are a non-religious person surrounded by religious people, mm-hmm. your life's going to be a little bit more miserable? Mm-hmm. You're not going to be as optimistic because religious people treat us like shit. Right. But if there's a lot of um, atheists and non-believers yeah. and just non-religious people in general all around you, um, then you're the ones who get to look down on the other people. And that feels <laughs> yes. good. Yeah. That feels great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at when those we, When we can actually look down on them. No, it's actually very interesting that uh, – that the less religious countries are probably more even than anything. Yes, there are. So there's several ways in which, you know, the non-religious beat out the religious, but for the most part, it looks pretty even. Uh, And so I think, I don't think that being religious gives you any advantage because of religion. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that religion, being religious, gives you an advantage because you're in the majority mm-hmm. and you're accepted, and you're, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not a hindrance to you that you're not religious. I love this take. I love yep. this take. This is the, it makes so much sense. And the next time I hear somebody, you know, pulling out the, these sort of statistics about, oh well, yeah, religious people are just. They're just happier, blah, blah, blah. I've got some ammunition, and that makes me right. very happy. Yeah. They are happier hmm. because they're making us miserable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really, I go. love it. That's great. All right, Dan. Mm. Um, here, this is, this is something we need to get here uh, in this country, Dan. 
Okay. Um, it is uh, some new legislation that uh, just came into effect uh, in the last couple weeks uh, in Northern Ireland. It's called the Abortion Services Safe Access Zones Act. Oh. Um, and it is designed to stop protesters from gathering directly outside health settings where abortions take place. And this nice. is something that anti-abortion protesters do. They want to like yeah. intimidate people and try to shame people and harass are, and, and harass and all and just insult and just be, all of the top Christian values. They and just, Jesus said unto them, <laughs> "Harass thou thy foe." And so they they do this, and it's just a wretched, horrible thing. And so they did something about it. In Northern Love Ireland. It. And it's absolutely wonderful. Well, Dan, two people have already been arrested under the new protest buffer zone uh, Love it. law um, is w- another way of looking at it. The, because essentially what they're what they're trying to do is they're just saying this is a this is a buffer, right? Yeah, this in this zone, you can't do this all this harassment crap you you can yeah. do that you can go protest and you have your freedom of speech is intact you just have to do it a certain distance away from the entrance to this to this facility but frank the harassment is the best part <laughs> it's that's the it's most why fun. they go it is it's uh, clearly it's why they go but i i think that that's it strikes a an important compromise right mm-hmm. The Christians yeah, absolutely. don't are absolutely not going to see it that way, but it, it it's an important con- compromise in a functioning society that's going to allow uh, abortion yeah. uh, services to say no, no, no. <laughs> come on guys, just go over there, just just yeah. just be just be decent, right? Yeah. And if you can't be decent, just go over there. Yeah, um, these people need medical assistance. Yeah. So we're going to let them go ahead and have that without you screaming at them. Yeah. I abs- and you can just scream at the rest of us about how much you hate it. <laughs> yeah. And we'll just sit here and smile because <laughs> uh, you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. If, if our country ever has abortion again, <laughs> we should definitely do that. There, there's some abortion, Dan. I know. It's just, just not enough. Not, we need so much more abortion in this country. Well, yeah. There are pro so abortion. Many. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, pro abortion yeah. rights, pro people I, having the right to make decisions about their bodies. Yes. Listen, I'm also kind of pro abortion. I think it's great. I, just, <laughs> I think I think it should happen way more often. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> universal abortion is that what you know maybe not quite that far i don't go that far but anyone who feels like they might want one go ahead you're fine oh, go get one yeah even even like if, if if you're on the fence i'm pro-abortion myself so you're you're taking up the zone that these people have been kicked out of and you've got your little rah-rah pom-poms <laughs> that's right you're like that's cheering right. them on Woo-hoo! <laughs> Go abort. Give me an A. Give me a B. <laughs> Give me a. I, w- I wonder what uh, somebody's going to have to write in and tell us what the uh, what what the Northern Irish law is and as it re- as it pertains to cheering, <laughs> as, as it pertains to rooting for them. All right. Uh, I I'm gonna you know you had a, a follow up story so I'm gonna give us a follow up story as well, uh, hmm. and this is just from last week. Because this story evolved quick. Yeah. Uh, This was your story last week about the uh, high school student who went to a party, did a little dancing, as Mm -hmm. you do at the party. And and then that went on to, you know, the social media or whatever. And for whatever reason, I, I certainly wouldn't accuse him of being disgusting pervert but for whatever reason the uh the principal saw this video of teenagers dancing um and kaylee the 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 teenager in question uh who was like student body president and like like the like the star of the whole school yeah she he calls her into his office and you'll you'll recall uh just 
basically said, you're kicked out of student body president and you're, I'm not going to endorse you for a scholarship and blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And just treated her terribly. Yeah. Uh, and also threw in like some Bible verses and printed out some Bible stuff and blah, 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 blah. Now her family is religious, but they were the kind of religious people that I like who see how problematic it is when a, uh, when a, a principal pulls a sh- some shenanigans like this. And so uh, they, they raised a bit of a fuss and then we all raised a huge fuss and uh, some shits happened. Uh, it started with the principal then writing a huge open letter that's like, oh, I was so naughty. Uh, no, he didn't say it like that. He just <laughs> fully apologized and was like, this was not great. You know, I, I'll be reinstating her position in the student government and I'll be uh, reinstating my scholarship endorsement, which, by the way, uh, too late because yeah, they probably... missed the deadline for, oh. the, for the scholarship. So that's Ugh. lame. Something tells me Kaylee's going to get some She's going to be fine. Somebody Something needs to do like a me... GoFundMe for this young woman. Yeah, she's going to and... be just fine. But, uh, and also I think the family is suing. Uh, that's one oh, of the things. Oh, she'll also be fine. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're going to get it. It's so anyway, beyond the uh, pale. He steps so far out of his uh, beyond his role as a principal. Yeah. Like, like so out of bounds. So just, out of bounds that even in these here United States, uh in Louisiana of all of all of the states, that's still way that's going way too far. Yeah. Like he has so, he has to move to the to another parish. He's going to have yeah. to <laughs> Well, he has, as of, as of right now, what we know for sure is that he has taken a leave of absence uh, from being principal for the rest of the year. Um, There is talk. uh, There is, there is, uh, I'm not going to say rumors, but there is reports, unconfirmed reports that he has actually stepped down. He has announced his resignation. Mm. All right. Uh, The heat came hard and hot. On this guy, yeah, uh, Jason Saint Pierre, <laughs> and uh, and so uh, he has gone bye bye. Good, all right. So, yeah, I thought I thought I'd end this with a with a an up note for us. Bad for Jason. Yeah. Sorry, Jason. Yeah. Womp womp. <laughs> uh, hopefully, other uh, principals take note, and everybody just leaves everybody the fuck alone. Well, if you would like to talk to us about this or any of the stories that we've talked about so far, uh, please feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Well, Frank, as a, as a bit of a as a bit of a teaser, as a bit of a spoiler for our uh, our next segment, an amuse bouche, if you will, a little, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't think anyone's bouche is going to be very amused by this guy. <laughs> I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Um, this is a pastor named Paul Begley, who has been uh, watching the news, who is aware of the goings on in Israel. And has uh, the following to say about it. We're on the brink of World War III. And as I said yesterday when I was preaching, we definitely are in Psalms 83. Okay, Iran has built a confederacy against Israel and said they're going to wipe Israel off the face of the map, never to be remembered again. That is their words, and that is the words of Psalms 83. So we're, we're there. The confederacy has been built, and the, and the battle has begun question is, have we moved in or are we in the process of moving into Ezekiel 38? I really believe we have. The Bible says when they cry peace and safety, then come a sudden destruction. Well, we just saw that. And folks, it's just begun. So don't be weary. Bible, Jesus even said when there be wars and rumors of wars, see that you be not troubled for all these things must come to pass. The end is not yet, but it's close. 
So give your life to Jesus Christ. This is the coming apocalypse. I'm serious. I'm very serious. He's very serious, Frank. So serious. Well, it's a very serious topic, Dan. It's a very well, you know, Ezekiel 38 is oh, might be in play. Well, because I mean, and Psalm whatever, right? And Psalm 83. Oh, my which God. I looked up yeah. and tried to read, but like it's baffling to me. It has nothing to do with anything. Like <laughs> Ezekiel 38 well, is specifically about the invasion of the invasion of Gog. Okay. Gog came into the land of Magog. Oh, yeah. yeah. How are we in that? Well, Explain how damn. Israel and Palestine uh, being at war puts us Dan. in the war between Gog and Magog. Oh, Dan, 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 Dan. You clearly <laughs> do not understand the, the holy book. I understand so little. Yeah, so, so, so little, Dan. Um, yeah, like, and if you have to jump around that much to, to <laughs> like, these are not instructions for, like, what's happening in the final days, guys. If you're no, having to, like, no, no, go no, no, from no. Psalms to Ezekiel and then, like, go to whatever Jesus said and blah, blah, yeah. blah. It's like, you you literally, like, like either you you have the room with like all the pictures on the walls and the yarn, the twine mm -hmm. connecting everything and a great oh. web conspiracy web, or that's, that's just there. your brain, right? Yeah. Like, like that, that's who, that's who this, this kind of thinking. Well, this guy is, has been right? preaching like, like conspiracy theories ugh. involving weird ass, unrelated <laughs> Bible passages. <laughs> Clearly for decades. Yeah, I love it. And he just needed this moment to to sort of come up with to 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 show that we are in Ezekiel thirty eight. Oh, uh, he wants <laughs> he wants it so badly, Dan. Yeah, we'll get to it. All right, all right. Uh, well, we had some folks write into us. Uh, Christopher wrote in to say, "Hey, Frank and Dan, uh, this week's upcoming episode, I am assuming, is going to talk about Israel and the West Bank." <laughs> I don't know how much time you're going to give to the to this issue, maybe the whole show. All this week, I have heard every point of view except for the atheist view. Hmm. The fact that thousands will die, maybe tens of thousands before this is over, all for this so-called holy land hmm. where both sides believe that they are that they alone belong there because God told them so. Hmm. The media has stayed away from the religious part of this. Uh, even though this is exactly what is at the heart of it all. Mm. Yeah, you don't hear a lot about, I mean, yeah, people get very afraid to to start wading into religious stuff because the second you say, you know, one religion or the other, you've got a lot of very interested parties perking up, ready to pounce, <laughs> ready to scream. Yeah. Um, indeed but Ugh. i almost i almost want to push back a little bit and say i don't know you know it kind of is about the religion that's but kinda, it's yeah. it, it's about tribalism yeah and religion is a way to organize tribalism so religion is a way to like create the us versus them hmm. but the us versus them is the is the point of it you know what I mean? It's not it's not Yahweh versus Allah in this fight. It is it is us and them. Yeah. And, and, and well, yeah, and even saying that though, like it's not just that. And it's not like the it is such an incredibly complicated history. Yeah. Uh, uh, of you know that Palestine has specific the the, the region known as Palestine, which is now known as Israel. Right. Right. And because like, I, I, I'm not that aware of like, or, or knowledgeable about the whole history and everything. Right. But, um, you know, wherever the Brits were <laughs> colonially speaking. <laughs> yeah. Let's just blame it's, it on the Brits. Let's just point. blame it on the Brits. <laughs> Fix this. Great Britain. <laughs> Why do you go in I and mean, fuck up things? 
Yeah, it. I mean, the Brits were not helpful in all of this, but yeah, yeah I mean, no, this is a, a hundred-year-old intractable problem. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. and also, like, yeah, you said both sides, Christopher. Well, guess what? We're going to be talking in the in in the final segment about the third side that's trying to stay <laughs> quiet, but is secretly like pissing themselves yeah. with glee. Oh, goody, 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 goody. This. It's yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, there are so many decades of history and you know i don't take one the obviously what hamas did oh god is unspeakable yeah uh and then the response also has been fairly unspeakable and no one's nothing's going well here not like i i I support the the people of Israel and I support the people of Palestine. Yeah. And I think that the leaders of of Hamas and the leaders and and you know Netanyahu yeah. are all a bunch of fucking assholes. Yeah. That are that that and you know really, thousands of people have died and more will die because they because civilians this problem goes back. Yeah. Yeah. People well, and who, soldiers. And correct. Yeah. No, that's correct. But like the civilian loss of life is is really truly troubling. Yeah. Like it's although, it's, you know, Israel's a country that I I'm pretty sure still has a mandated military service. So yeah. who's a civilian? Who counts as a civilian in that? The, the, in that that case? was not an attack on soldiers. Yeah. No, true. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's it's but you're right. It's it's not the religious angle is not something anybody is particularly e- eager to dive into. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, <laughs> we'll get to. Well, there's more discussion there's to be more, had later, so we'll we'll get we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, Isaac wrote in to say, "Hey, Frank and Dan, you guys were pretty stressed about people not thinking that climate change is a crisis. I think it's just a poor poll poll cr- question. Hmm. Apparently, I can't say poor poll question. Hmm. We got through it." I have degrees in geology and soil science. I've read a lot of climate science literature, and I'm firmly in your camp. It's a serious problem that is or will be very bad for a lot of people, but I don't consider it a crisis. It is and will increase the frequency of crises, but it doesn't match my definition of what a crisis is. It's too diffuse, variable, and gradual. Poorly designed poll questions often split respondents in ways that don't reflect meaningful differences of opinion. Hmm. Poll after poll shows that when people are asked if they consider climate change a high priority or if government should be doing more about it, a strong majority say yes. Hmm. I think that's more important than deciding if it's a, quote, crisis. Okay. What about an emergency? (laughs) Could we we poll on on (laughs) that? Can we call it... A big old oopsie. <laughs> yeah, I mean semantics means are meaningful. Yeah, and so yeah, that might be skewing the polls just using the word crisis as opposed to because yeah, you know, like like we've said, Frank, not a crisis in Salt Lake City. It's been great, <laughs> gorgeous. So okay, fine. It's a p- huge problem that causes crises all over the world. Great. We've we've solved it, <laughs> but no, I get it. I get it. The yes, it that could be skewing poll numbers. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and finally, Stu has written into us, good old Stu, uh, and he's writing about um, you know we had we last week we played that woman who was telling who who gave such good marital advice to all of the young women. Go find yourself a a misogynist man mm-hmm. who will put you in your place. Such great marital advice. Uh, Stu says, hey, Frank and Dan, I wish I had listened to episode 618 before I got married. I didn't realize that it was my job as the husband to dominate my wife and put her in her place. Had I known, I surely would have. Nor did I know that I had to treat her like a, quote, bitch. Uh, I suppose, though, that after I had recovered from injuries, I certainly would have sustained uh, she would have given. Uh, she would have given in to me and my dominance. Oh, uh-huh. As it happened, though, I didn't, and we've had a relatively equal partnership during our marriage. That apparently means that our marriage is a failure. I blame this on my non-Christian upbringing. 
That's also probably why we've only been married for 53 years. <laughs> Cute, Stu. Yep. And uh, and yeah, uh, you clearly don't know the the the, the secret to a good marriage. <laughs> it's it's putting her. It, it it's making sure that that you patriarch her. Just just toxic masculinity the shit out of her. It's gonna be it, it's gonna be good for your marriage for sure. Yeah. At least that's what those twenty somethings say. They well they know so much. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, do we have some folks to thank? We do indeed, Dan. We have a new patron on Patreon, uh, a new deacon, in fact, by Ooh. the name of Larry. All right, Larry. Way to go. Get get some magic powers. Yeah. Uh, the, but the magic powers, by the way, are 100% legitimately real in the on the scale yeah. of... Uh, <laughs> Of Mormon magic powers, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, or or sort of any Christian and or religious magic powers. Ours are every bit as legitimately real as mm-hmm. all of those. Oh, totally. So, yeah. If you, you listener at home, would like to support our show and show us that you love us and get legitimate, absolutely real magic powers conferred upon you by us, uh, you can do so by going to thankgodimatheist.com. And clicking on the support tab and going to uh, Patreon and signing up at whatever level suits you best. Mm-hmm. Some of the levels get the Frank and Dan diary. That's bonus mm-hmm. content every darned week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, uh, we'd we love to have you do that. Yeah. And, the, and we've got one more person to thank. Well, and on. I just wanted to add, Dan, the more, oh, you, please do. the more you give, the more fake power you get. Oh, my gosh. Right? So. How can you pass it up, friends? This <laughs> this is better than bleach in a pill. This is this is guaranteed to uh, to. Yeah, who knows? Maybe you'll be able to levitate. I don't know. Don't Figure make promises, Dan. Out. Don't make promises. We see what happens to people who make promises. <laughs> I'm all I'm promising is honest to God, and I mean that in the literal sense. <laughs> honest to God, real powers, all magic right. powers. We have one more person to thank, Dan. Our yep. Lord and Savior, our top donor, Davis. More show coming up. So, Dan, mm-hmm. there's um, there's something I always want to know. Whenever there's a big story in the world, there's uh-huh. something. There's there's a there's a group of people whose perspective I just need to know. Sure. Do you have any guess who that might be? I w- I'm going to go with evangelical <laughs> Christians. Yes, because they're so smart and they have great perspective. They, they're on, hot on takes. world events. Stand. Oh, yeah. I, so in for uh, prep for the show, mm. I did a thing that I don't recommend people do, uh, which is that I went to Twitter I'm not going to call it that other thing. And I Twix. I just I did a search for end times. Mm-mm. Um I'll just say yikes. It's it's not it's not awesome. Um there the thing is whenever anything happens in Israel you know these are the same people who have been Spend who have spent the last six years, eight years marching around yelling, Jews will not replace us. But the second something happens in Israel, suddenly they're very pro Israel and very anti Hamas and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And there's a good reason for that. And that reason is not that they have suddenly stopped being anti Semitic. <laughs> uh, that reason is because they have been taught that the Bible says that when Jesus comes back, uh, there will be wars in Israel. Mm. All they the wars about, in Israel will be kind of a precursor, right, to Jesus coming yeah. back? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, and, and there will be wars, you know, the, the clip we played earlier referred to a, a scripture out of Matthew. I think it's Matthew 24. Mm. Where Jesus, where people ask Jesus, where you know when, how will we know when you're coming back? And he mentions something about wars and rumors of wars. <laughs> and what's funny is that that is 
about as non-specific as you could possibly get. <laughs> but boy, do they know exactly what that's referring to every time a rocket fires into Israel. And, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it happens every single time. They, well, they've known this, that, that Jesus is like coming back like any day now for what, like 60 <laughs> years? years? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But like, this is... <laughs> Yeah. How do they not, how do they not see it? How do they not like pick up on the fact that they've been saying the exact same thing over and over and over after, you know, big event after big event. Yeah. And it's, it's never happened. It's never, yeah. ne- he has never, co- he's, n- he hasn't come back guys. Like, hey, he's, like, yeah, still. he's just leading you along, you know? Yeah. It turns out that Ezekiel 38 was about a thing that happened in the past, not the future. <laughs> no. Dan, 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 you clearly do not understand how to read the Bible. But here's the thing. You read the Bible completely wrong, Dan. Uh, guys like the guy that we played that clip of are overt about it, but there's plenty of people that aren't overt about it that are dog whistling to these people. Mm. So like, for instance, Mike Pence had a whole little sk- thing on twitter about why i don't know why joe biden is doing press conferences in the rose garden i would be in the i would be in the situation room getting people getting boots on the ground blah 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 and what he's doing when he says that is he's he's basically saying to these uh end times uh evangelical believers I know, like, we all know what what needs to happen here, which is that we, as Christians, need to be prepared to take over when Jesus comes. Mm -mm. We need a a military, an American military presence there, because once the wars get bad enough, Mm -hmm. boom, here comes Jesus, and we'll be Jesus's protection racket, or whatever. You think they think of it that way? Oh, they do. I have seen them say it. They say it so, like that? Like they, they do. They lay it out as like, hey, we'll be there. We'll be the, the strongest army that's there. And well, then we get Jesus. We just won Jesus. And we get to keep Israel. They believe because, you know, Jesus said something about coming back on the Mount of Olives or whatever. And, uh, and, and you know, Jesus talked about Israel. Because he was in that area. Like, that's the area that he discussed having. You know, Jerusalem was, uh, you know, an area that was important to the Jews then, 2,000 years ago. And, you know, he predicted, he did say, like, it's funny because he said all these things about, you know, the temple is going to be destroyed now, did Jesus say that, or was that written by people a hundred years later, literally after the temple had been destroyed, yeah. saying Jesus said that? And then people, and then he says, "But you know, we the Jews will come back." Well, the Jews came back. It only took two thousand years, and then uh, and so now everybody's watching it, uh, and they are gleefully joyous about this conflict happening because they are salivating for the return of Jesus. It's all they're, it's all they're thinking about. This whole fucking, why, why did he have to say he was going to come back? <laughs> like, it's just, it's just the worst fucking thing ever. Well, he gave them all the clues they needed. He said he would come back. He said one generation would not pass before his return. Well, that didn't happen, though, Dan. <laughs> well, so that's a clue. <laughs> I feel like there's a clue in that. The clue is that when Jesus Jesus didn't use the word generation the way that you and I would use the word generation. <laughs> yeah. That's what it means, Dan. Yeah, that's what they say. That is definitely how they uh, how they justify that. So when I say you don't know how to read the Bible, I'm serious, Dan. Yeah. Well, you take it listen, far too literally. Dan. I've got a whole other podcast about how I don't know how to read the Bible. So 
Yes. I agree with you on that point. <laughs> uh, but these guys definitely don't know how to read the Bible. It's a, it, it is, it's very disappointing in humanity that these people are watching just horrific things happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are, there, and, and they're also using it. They're, you know, these people are going out and they're, they're posting imagery, horrific imagery mm -hmm. and videos of, you know, parents with children at the, in horrific states. And, and then secretly, you know, they, some of them in to lesser and, and, and greater degrees of earnestness or, or of honesty about, or openness about what they're actually thinking, they're, they're being delighted hmm. because God is coming. Jesus is coming. And this means that they get to be the winners. I mean, I will the say like... If things have to just keep getting worse and worse before Jesus comes back, I I kind of I kind of get why they are going along with it. Well, like things have to like things have to keep escalating and like getting more and more fucking terrifying and like and then yeah. he comes back? Well, yeah. All right. Yeah, I honestly, <laughs> See, I, if you thing, were a believer, Dan, you'd, <laughs> you'd be salivating too. Here's the thing that I do understand, which is that those people are definitely making things worse and worse. Yeah, no, that's, yes. And, uh, and not in the way that they're thinking, but they do want things to get worse because they want this to happen. You know, I actually read about a thing, there was a, a, you know, a college called Ferrum College in, I don't know where it is, somewhere here in the United States. <laughs> and uh, literally a the uh, coordinator of the religious studies program there at Ferrum College had to write an open apology for two emails that their chaplain sent out in the last week, basically talking about this very thing. And hinting at like, you know, Jesus basically, you know, giving the Matthew 24 scripture and talking and basically saying that this is happening and then sending out another email that says, join Jesus and his army of believers now or face Jesus and that army later. Oh, literally threatening violence from an army. If you don't, if you don't join up, that sounds like Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's very Jesus. It's very on brand <laughs> for Jesus. I mean, this is where we're at. This is a, it's yeah. not great. They're, it's not great. You guys, what are they going to do when Jesus doesn't show up this time? Nothing. They're going to wait until the next time and be equally awful, but they're just ratcheting shit up. Like at a certain point, <sighs> Aren't they just, yeah. isn't somebody just going to dress somebody up Look, as Jesus if, and like get some, <laughs> get some lasers and like a big crane and some smoke machines and like, honestly, just drone him in. Yeah. Just, and, uh, and yeah, set him down. And then suddenly, cause that's the other interesting thing. If a dude did show up, these guys wouldn't believe it was Jesus. Like if a dude just showed up on the Mount of Olives, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, that's him. That's the guy. Could you stage it? That's the question, Dan. <laughs> like, could could you figure out a way to stage it where they would believe it? Like, what would it take? Oh, my gosh. Like, that's a whole other show. <laughs> that is a whole. We, that would. Okay. This is this is our call out. To, this is our call to action for our listeners. Dream up. I want you to figure out how you would stage a return of Jesus that would be believable yeah. to these asshole ding-dongs that think he's coming. Yeah. I want, right. I want it. And then and then we have to go fund me. Yeah. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> Whatever your plan is. We're going to figure this shit out. Mind you, of course, we will do the GoFundMe, but we will just, you know, 
give the money to an aid organization or whatever. We won't actually do the thing. <laughs> no, but- no, no, Dan, because then we can lead them off all the way somewhere, right? Oh, that's and true. And just build a big fence around them. Oh, and you know what? We could also, we could actually make more money for the aid foundations by convincing the, the Christians that Jesus has come and telling them to give and then giving that money to the aid foundations. Okay, we've got a plan. This is going to work. This is great. <laughs> if you would like to participate, if you would like to give us your plan for how to make it look like Jesus came back, please feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so. Uh, go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members-only. Thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their beautiful music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.